Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting and enlightening episode of Mindset to Mastery. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate desired outcomes through strategic consulting, team development, and applied learning. So why this podcast? Because you don't want more information, you want real solutions. And through Mindset to Mastery, we believe that if you change your mindset, you master your success. So every episode, we present a real-life problem or an issue or a pain point that impacts individuals and therefore their organizations, and then we provide the strategy and offer solutions to get the desired results. So think of it as a mini case study and best practices strategy session all rolled into one. So are you ready? Great. Let's get started. Today's episode, I want to start with a question, and the question is, in your organization, in your teams, are you solving problems or are you designing solutions? Now, when we think about solving problems and designing solutions, I know you're probably thinking, Keisha, it's the same exact thing, but actually it's not. So I want to paint a picture for you of what this may look like in your organization. And it starts like this. So you're sitting in a room and um, there's a whole group of people and they're milling about and they're chatting with each other and the meeting hasn't started yet, but there is a, def there is a definite nervous energy in the room. Rumors have been circulating wildly that if the latest problems aren't solved and quickly, that there will be some major changes made. Now, of course, everybody's speculating about what the changes are. And then suddenly the door opens, all the heads turn to the front of the room as the regional manager enters and begins to speak. So picture this. Good morning, everyone. As you undoubtedly have already heard, there are a series of serious problems within the division that need to be addressed quickly and efficiently. You are in this room because you have been identified as the core project team that has been tasked with identifying the best way to solve these problems that have been identified already and to share the findings with the rest of the employees that are going to be directly impacted. You will be briefed shortly on the specifics and your roles. Now, how many of you have been in a scenario like that where you've been called into a room, nobody knows what's going on, someone in charge gets up and they tell you there's a problem, there's an issue, and it's your responsibility to solve it, to create a solution to that particular problem. Now, the first thing that usually comes to mind is people start getting upset, you feel like you're in a time crunch, you feel like you've been blindsided, there's all of these things that go through your mind, and most of them aren't positive. So. The reason why I want to talk about if you're solving problems or designing solutions is because when you think about language, language is important in shaping the way that we think and the way we think determines how we act. So when we're talking about language, I want to start with some basic definitions, okay? The definition of solve, to find an answer to, explanation for, or means of effectively dealing with a problem or a mystery. The definition of problem, a question raised for inquiry, consideration, or solution, an intricate, unsettled question, a source of perplexity, distress, or vexation, something that you have difficulty understanding or accepting. Now, contrast that 
with the definition of design, to create, fashion, execute, or construct according to plan, to conceive and plan out in the mind, to have as a purpose, to devise a specific function or end result. The definition of solution, an action or process of solving a problem, an answer to a problem, a bringing or coming to a result or an end. Now just think about the definitions in those different terms. If you're solving a problem, then you're trying to find an answer to or an explanation to something that is, is in intricate, unsettled, a source of perplexity, distress, or vexation. But if you're designing a solution, then you're creating, fashioning, executing, or constructing something according to plan. You're conceiving and planning out things in the mind that have a purpose, and you're undertaking an action or a process of solving a problem or answering a question. You're bringing or coming to an end. Now, just in the difference in those two descriptions, it underlies what I'm gonna be talking about today, which is that language, of course, is important in shaping the way that you think. It determines how you act. And when you talk about solving problems, you're talking about a micro focus on a specific situation or an issue. So when teams focus on the problem in front of them, they develop a more limited viewpoint, which then impacts what they, use, what they see as being possible. On the other hand, if you're developing teams that focus on de developing solutions, now you're creating an environment that cultivates macro thinking, big picture thinking, more creative and inclusive practices. They're looking at this from multiple angles because they're trying to design something. They're thinking about this in a bigger picture because they're looking at being creative in the way that they are creating something that's going to be long-term and sustainable. So solving problems automatically puts you in reactionary mode. You're reacting to what's in front of you while developing solutions is more proactive and empowering because you're now looking at this as something that you have the power and the capability of creating. It doesn't mean that you're going to use the same thing that's already been in place, but it also doesn't mean you're gonna automatically throw it out. Problem-centered focus and problem-centered thinking, or thinking that you're going into this just because you're trying to solve a problem, means that the only thing that you're looking at is what's been presented to you. And normally, the scenario that I outlined is exactly what happens. They bring you into this room, they tell you that you're on the project team, they tell you what the problem is, as they've identified it, and they tell you that you're tasked with finding the solution. So already, you're in a, in a different frame of mind because the problem has already been identified and pretty much the problem as it's been identified is going to lead you to a certain result based on the way it's been handled. So if you want to begin to cultivate an environment that's conducive to development and long-term sustainable outcomes, that requires a shift in the way that our teams think and the way that they act. That change begins with the language that we use to frame our expectations and the directions that teams are given. So, you know, the world around us changes rapidly already. It requires agile teams to not just react to the changes and the issues, 
but to create a new course, anticipate and navigate the shifts that are to come, and to cultivate and create something that can be flexible. So reacting teams wait for the problem and sometimes the answer to be defined for them. And unknowingly, a lot of team managers and a lot of leaders set up this, this situation where people on their teams are waiting to be spoon-fed about what's the answer, what's the problem, what are the issues that I'm supposed to consider, how am I supposed to think about this, how am I supposed to approach this? But if you really think about it, when you're looking at the types of teams that you're putting together and you're looking at the people that you want in your organization, you don't necessarily want people that think only what you tell them. You want people who are able to get all the information, analyze the data, and then use their expertise as well as their knowledge of, of everything that goes on in the organization, not just that one particular thing that's directly related, but use their knowledge of the 360 view of the organization to be able to determine what are the specific areas that they need to address? What could potentially be impacting this? And, and you want them to have the freedom to be able to think outside the box. Solving problems focuses on a box. Designing solutions has no box. So when you look at this, you want teams that are empowered. You want teams that are creative. You want teams that use ingenuity to expand their thinking and the possibilities. They consider not just what's in front of them, not just what's been told to them, not just what's been expected and outlined to be expected, but they examine other influences from a variety of viewpoints, a variety of information. You want teams that are agile. You want people who are empowered to think differently. You want people who are looking at designing and crafting and creating. You don't want people that are reacting. Whenever you react to something, you tend to tense up. You, you think about that fight or flight res response and you either wanna run away from it or you dig your heels in because you want to come to a result and a resolution as quickly as possible to get away from the pain. But if you're creating an environment where they're designing a solution, they're making an impact. They're important. Their, 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 their ideas are being considered. The way that they think is, is being welcomed. And you have people who not only are able to take the initiative and, and create something that's going to make the organization better, not just to address the issue that you are trying to, that you are trying to, trying to, to address, but also looking at the way that things are done in general. So are you solving problems or are you designing solutions? Solving a problem is the here and now. It's we have to get this done right now because we've got to you know, plug this hole because there's a leak. But designing solutions is looking at the entire wall or the dam and figuring out, okay, what is it about this particular area that's leaking that's causing it to leak? Is there more pressure? Is it in the way that it's constructed? Is the materials that we're using? And I'm not saying that the people that are 
focused on solving the problem won't necessarily come to the same conclusion. I'm just saying that the process is different and therefore the thinking is different. And instead of coming up with a way of solving the problem of the leaking dam, which is, you know, stick my finger in it and plug the hole, they'll come up with, oh, you know what? We need to redirect the water or we need to look at a, look at a way to shore this up and make this stronger for the next time. So you've got a whole different way of thinking about both. And, and when we start looking at crafting and cultivating an environment where people can be creative and people can show up as their whole selves and people can feel empowered and they can feel like they're making an impact, you want to make sure that you're, you're setting the stage for this in the language that you use. As a leader, as a team member, as anyone that is affiliated or associated with the organization, it is your responsibility to lead from within. And that starts with the way that you describe what needs to happen. That starts with the way in which you cultivate and you lay the foundation of how we're going to work together. That starts when you lay the state, you set the stage and you say, this is what's expected of you. It starts when you give the people that you're working with the power and the autonomy to think, to experiment, to question, to gather information and process it and turn it around and turn it over and look at things that may not necessarily on the surface be related, but when you look at the totality of it, underlying, underlying all of it, they're interconnected and they impact each other. So you want to have teams that are flexible. You want to have teams that look at things from a different point of view. If the person at the top had all the answers, you really wouldn't need anybody else. And when you rely solely on the viewpoint of one person or a small group of people and not taking into consideration different ways of thinking and different ways of doing things, then you're handicapping your organization. You're not opening yourself up to the fullest potential of what is possible. So I want you to go back to that scenario that I outlined earlier, okay? When we talked about, you know, the team member, the manager getting up and, and identifying that, you know, there's a series of serious problems within the division that need to be addressed quickly and efficiently. You're in this room because you've been identified as the core of a project team that has been tasked with identifying the best way to solve the problems that have been identified and to share the findings with the rest of the employees directly impacted. They're telling them, you're here because we want you to solve the problem. The buck stops with you. You are now responsible. So how does that make people feel? Do you want to be there? Do you see it as a source of pride? Or do you see it as, oh my gosh, I'm going to be the scapegoat? okay, they've already told us what the problems are. You don't even think about whether or not there's, there could be something else to consider because you've just been told this is what the problem is. We've already identified it. It's above your pay grade to think about what the problem is because we've already identified what the problem is. That's not a way of, of having an organization that is filled with people where you are actually getting the best out of them. Now, if you look at that, you, you can recognize a couple of things. One, there's limiting language. It's a punitive atmosphere because even though it's not said outright, 
the people in the room are like, oh my gosh, we've been called in here because we're the ones that have to take care of this. You know, it's a high pressure environment. It has to be done quickly, efficiently, and effectively. And then each person now feels like they're an island cut off from the rest of the organization because we were chosen to do this. We're in this project team together because we're the ones that are representative of the people that are responsible. And then after we solve the problem, then we get to go back and not share the results with other people, but train or tell the other people that are doing things wrong how they need to do things right. So it's not setting up an environment that's really conducive to long-term solutions. It's not setting up an environment that's conducive to creativity. It's not setting up an environment where really, frankly, people wanna be a part of. So what's the solution? Leaders need to set the stage through the language that they use. They need to cultivate an environment that is going to be more conducive to solving, to designing solutions. And then this directly impacts the mindset and therefore the actions of the teams. So I want you to go back to the scenario and I want you to think about and picture this. The meeting hasn't started yet, but there's a definite nervous energy in the room. Rumors have been circulating that if the latest problems aren't solved and quickly, that there will be some changes made. And suddenly, all heads turn to the front of the room as the door opens and the regional manager enters and begins to speak. Hello team. I know the rumors have been flying fast and furiously, so I wanted to provide some clarification and answer any questions that you may have before we discuss the best approach to do, to, the best approach to take next. So yes, it is true that the division has not been performing as hoped and as expected. We have some ideas as to what's causing the discrepancy, but we'll share that information once we get to the planning phase. You are present in this room because of your areas of expertise and your experience with the areas that are having the issues, as well as anything connected to those areas. So keep in mind that this isn't the final team. Everybody in the company is going to be impacted, so as you review the data that we'll provide, please feel free to recommend anyone else who needs to be in this room or consulted, and anybody that needs to be a part of this process in order to identify the specific problem and then to design the most effective and sustainable solution. So now let's begin by sharing what we know thus far. Now, which scenario do you believe would yield the best results, both short-term and long-term? You know, how would you feel as a team member in each of those rooms? And which room would create an atmosphere most conducive to open-ended creative thinking and collaboration? Now, I know that we've all been in the first room where somebody comes in and they tell you what to think and they tell you what to do and they tell you what they've decided is what you're supposed to be focused on. But how many of us would really yearn to be in the second room where someone, one, addresses your concerns and, and soothes your, your anxiety over that? Two, they're telling you that, yeah, you've been selected, but this is why. You're, you're an expert in this area. You've got experience in this area. But the buck doesn't just stop with you. Feel free to bring anybody else in. As we start examining the data, 
as we start looking at the areas that may need to be addressed, feel free to bring in somebody else. And they're talking about inclusive language. They're talking about we, they're talking about us, they're talking about sharing. Everybody gets a voice. So again, are you solving problems or are you designing solutions? Are you setting up your team and your organization in such a way where you have everybody that is on board because everybody feels empowered and everybody feels as if they matter? Or are you just giving orders and giving direction and telling people what you want them to do and telling them the problem you want them to solve and telling them basically outlining the action and the direction you want them to take? And then if it doesn't go according to the way you want it to go, or it doesn't go according to the way it needs to go, then guess who gets blamed? So we have to look at the best ways of cultivating the right outcomes, the outcomes that are gonna be sustainable, the outcomes that are gonna be replicatable, the outcomes that are gonna involve and, and collaboration and teamwork and learning and development of all of your people. The ones that are the, the outcomes that are going to create more long-term success. The outcomes that are not going only going to address a specific issue, but that are going to cultivate a better working environment in your organization at the same time. So I want you to think about this. And when you start looking at how you approach your teams and how you approach issues that may arise, think about, am I trying to solve a problem or am I trying to create an environment that is conducive to designing a solution? Thanks for joining us at Mindset to Mastery where we provide guidance and best practices to assist you to change your mindset and master your success. Let us know your thoughts, how this episode has impacted you, and if you have a problem or a topic that you would like us to address in a future episode. And then look out for new episodes every week on milehowradio.com, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and on our website at carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcome through strategic consulting, team development, and applied learning. Until next time, change your mindset, master your success, success and begin to develop and cultivate an environment to designing solutions. Now go out and make it a great one.